0: Point two. Um, uh, we have salvage, repair. We have covert operations, which would be quite interesting um, because that's always a weird mechanic. Um, we have additional solar system locations. We have the Taurus and the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, the we Phoenix
0: is a shock. Yeah. Well, actually, no, not to me. But we'll come to that. I'll finish the list. We have the Terrapin. We have the Vanguard Harbinger. Uh, we have the Vanguard Sentinel, and we have the Reclaimer.
1: <sighs> okay, so... That was a bigger shock.
0: Now, as I've maintained, I only have an Aurora, uh, but I have a good friend who has all these other ships. Uh, Does your good friend have a
1: Reclaimer as well?
0: The good friend may have used a buyback token um, on, on Monday or Sunday night after the presentation and got his Reclaimer back.
1: Oh, that good friend is amazing because we're gonna make sure we put xenomorphs on that ship because that thing looks like it's out of alien.
0: Oh I'm still trying to work out what that good friend should call it. Um because I've my good friend has always wanted to call it the proclaimer. Uh but uh I'm I my good friend may also call it five
1: hundred miles, but we'll have to see. They should call it Nostromo, just to be obvious about it
0: we're on the same wavelength there, but I appreciate your input. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, now, I... So, the, the FENI is actually going in for redesign and rework right now. That's what they're looking yep. at. Um, so, I'm really excited to see how that kind of comes out. It's the one ship I have where I have slight regrets. Um, well, because I have an 890... You
1: do? So. I thought you only yes. had an Aurora. Your friend has an 890, right?
0: Because my friend, thank you, has an 890. Uh, my friend is slightly disappointed by the Phoenix. Just because my friend wanted uh, a VIP courier. Um, so, my friend's big into transport. My friend may have a Halsey, may have a Genesis Starliner, may have a Feenie may have an 890. Now, in the Venn diagram of overlap, some of these do overlap. Some of those are almost on
1: top of each other.
0: Some of them are are making a a disgusting ship sandwich. Um, Sounds hot. You dirty fucker. Um, So the idea for me would, uh, for my friend, would be, um, you know distinguishing the purpose between a Feeney and an 890 um and there could be a reckoning coming up
1: and I, I could I could see the well there is a difference I mean Phoenix harder to spot it's more for VIP runs to try and get them places sometimes it, it's, it's a little bit more low key the 890 is a big yacht walking target
0: the only problem that my friend may have is that there may not be ever a CCU to an 890. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll t- I'll, I'll talk to my friend. Not to mention all these things can be earned in-game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like me, I've just got an Aurora. That's all you need. Yep. Uh, so, my friend also has a Terrapin. <laughs> and I'm really excited by that. Because... My friend is really thinking about the fact that that could be a very good business-as-usual day-in, day-out ship. It and could, if my, yeah. fr- if, if my friend had a Polaris, which I haven't talked to my friend uh, this week, so I don't know, obviously, uh, that could be a very good ship in the hold to kind of double-team with a Polaris. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk to my friend about that. Yeah, that and then we've incredible. got the... Hu- Yeah, we've got the Harbinger and Sentinel. Um, Now, that's going to be really cool, uh, especially if you've got a Sentinel like some other people I may know have. Uh, And that, I guess, is tying into what Covert Operations is. Must be. But also, I think, must be. But also, think the Herald will come in there. And then we've got the Reclaimer, which, to be honest, is going to be fucking massive. Uh, If there's any ship... Out of the 3.2 list that makes me genuinely go, whoa, it's the Reclaimer. That's just thinking about the potential interior for that. It's when, when engines on that, the side engines are the size of Constellations. Yeah. Uh you know that's gonna have some interior space even if it's just raw manufacturing space, I, or are they gonna kind I of I want to fly into the fascinated. part that
1: like grinds stuff up and see what happens.
0: Uh sorry, I've just uh because I'm uh looking at another screen, I've just flicked onto Twitch chat and I'm seeing uh some people saying uh uh, uh questions, uh let's answer them. Uh, devoted do you think they will grant me a prospector to use into my orion goes in game feel free to lie to me to give me hope devoted absolutely we uh, will
1: absolutely lie to you
0: yes uh, uh my good friend is uh i don't uh, i can't read the rest of that message uh and uh Wolf is also saying sounds like uh, my friend is an ad- in an adult novelty store trying to convince the cashier that the loot item he is purchasing, asking about is not for him.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's true. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Envoy actually just says, how often do we get to reclaim tokens uh, quarterly? So every quarter you get one. We've just got the latest one. Um, it doesn't stack. So if you don't use it in the quarter, you uh, you, you you lose it, as it were. Um so, now I'm actually building up to a theory and a thought here And I'll come to that as we kind of go into uh, At the end of the next one Cause uh, 3.3, Farming and Rescue uh, We've got Farming and Rescue as it farming. says uh, we're Farming, when you positively have to grow space potatoes um, space, pot. The space pot
1: Space pot Space uh. pot with the space potatoes I'm going to crossbreed them Potatoes these
0: th- th- i'm so hungry for tatters um so the new ships we've got the carrick which will make a lot of people happy we've got the 890 jump which will make a, a lot of people happy so uh so yes so for f- uh 3.3 we have farming and rescue which is of course farming and rescue we're going to rescue farms Um, We're going to plant potatoes and be happy with our lot. Um, We've got the Anvil Carrick, which is a ship I hear people like. Um, uh, My friend likes it a lot. I'm sure he'll be very happy. My friend also likes the 890 Jump and the Banning Merchantman and the Misculiant variants. Now, what's interesting there in a couple of points is there's been no mention of the Endeavour, the science ship, Mm -hmm. and there's also uh, there's one ship in the Mist Reliant line that uh, will be very interesting, uh, the news van. Yes. So, a couple of quick pieces in that. I believe that's um, the
1: Mako, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's the Mako. Um, so, when, I think as part of the Q&A or some kind of post-conversation they had with the Endeavor, they actually intimated it would come out post-launch.
1: Possibly, yeah. Unless things change, It's way down the list, basically. Yeah.
0: So, um, the idea of farming uh, without a ship could mean, um, uh, from a base building perspective... Oh, you've got a smiley face.
1: I mean, they've talked about homesteads a lot. They talked about being able to proc gen cities. They talked about the possible ideas of wanting people to be able to build homesteads at some point. Because mm-hmm. they're just modular items you could buy and drop. And the planets are very, very big. So forming your own city yeah. wouldn't be too hard or settlement. So, yeah. I mean, drop down a couple of buildings and you have a farm. And that could Seems be used for resources. Be. And, hey, guess what? Now we're on our way to starting player cities. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but but, then that's why you have rescue. Because maybe you have to go to a planet because somebody's, you know... Had a bad case of farm poisoning or something, so I can see how it all kind of blends into the system. Um, now the Banu, uh, yeah, I mean that that's always been my ship. Um, doesn't mean it will be the ship I always fly, but it's, it's been it's been the the ship I fell in love with. So so here's 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 a fun notion with Star Citizen. We're supporting. Their vision and what they want to do, because we believe that you know various things. We all have our our, our thoughts around this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop from certain ships grabbing us. And we know those ships can and will change as the realities of how they function in relation to other ships and the kind of overall goals and objectives. But we still kind of hook into those kind of ships. I mean, what was your ship?
1: Retaliator was like the if- first one. Yeah. I hooked into it. Um, still yeah. am,
0: and still am. Yeah, and for me, that's the banu. Now, I completely acknowledge I may not get the banu in my head because, quite frankly, banu in my head is dead sexy. And um, they have to make, uh, you know, accounting for various things and make sure it all kind of fits into the game in the right way. But it's just so nice to see it on a roadmap where it has a stronger definition. Now, I'm not even going to get into 4.0 because... Oh, actually, hang on. And also the Mako because uh, that's a ship where we're going to have news reporting.
1: Yes, that's so, going to get interesting. How does so, that
0: work? Exactly. Now, they, they haven't got it in 3.3. It may not be a big enough data point. Uh, but I'd be very interested to see how the potential notion of filming and then showing on TV screens in the verse or something like that on Holo moby glass, Those could be things that could happen. I'm very curious to see how that kind of works. Yeah. So here's why I wanted to go through this list, not just for an, inf- an info share, because I'm sure a lot of uh, diehards have really kind of read this and know this. But here's a thing to think about. Um, who- who's making these ships? C- CIG? Yes. What ships are they focused on right now? Currently? The Squadron yeah. 42 set. Right. So, if they're having these ships come out, it means that they are having a resource allocation change.
1: Because they're done. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which which uh, means there's a pile of ships that they didn't list in there that are also done.
0: Yes. So there's a lot behind this. This is actually this is like uh, poker reads. Uh, when you see how people put the chips down, it tells you what's in their hand. Um, there's a lot more uh, coming out and if they're doing all of this, it means that uh, they've taken the pressure, or they will be taking the pressure off the Squadron 42 uh, build for of the ships.
1: And uh, for, for the modelers, for the artists. For the
0: modelers. And that, that's that's good to know, Yep, shall we say. Yep.
1: With uh, the exception of maybe, you know, some bits and pieces for some of the cap ships, but they're going to have a, yeah. a larger chunk of resources.
0: Well, I, I heard that one of the things for, like, say, the Idris, is it's basically done... But um, it just needs a a, a 2.0 migration
1: Hmm.
0: and a couple of other items. Item system
1: 2.0?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's kind of like, uh, can we lock this door? Yes. Okay. We should probably lock that door Um, and make that possible kind of thing. So, yeah. So we got an awful lot of stuff. Uh, We then moved into 4.0, which I hope will be this time next year. Uh, We've got star system travel, more exploration, discovery, science and research. That's where the Endeavor starts to come in uh, uh, as well. Um, But uh, it's not mentioned as a ship. So we'll see how that goes. And that's when the Orion comes in. And that's when the Crucible comes in. Uh, And that pretty much, I think, makes the game.
1: Yeah. Once you you get to the, the jump points towards the end of that. Once you once you go system to system, and you've got the you've got science, you've got farming, you've got planet side stuff, you've got a good series of and selection of ships. That's so, that's yeah. the base game right there. That's that's all the stuff. That's all the pieces and parts they need. Then they just got to go deep dive and flush them out.
0: Yeah. So you've got uh, basically after that, uh, I would assume that they'll probably start to code beta from 4.0 onwards.
1: That was my uh, thought. Is they that after four O hits, they're going to be like, "Hey, guess what, guys, beta." Yeah,
0: um, and then when that happens, you'll get a couple of things. You'll get an ongoing refinement of the mechanisms and a continual fleshing out of just content. Yep. Because uh, pretty much everything else will be done by then.
1: Yep, and that that'll just be the process until they consider it launch ready, and then they're just going to yep. keep going through that process.
0: Yeah. So, uh, from the ground floor Citizen CitizenCon, now I've just kind of done a very kind of linear walkthrough, but, uh, what were those comments and kind of people's takeaways from that?
1: A lot of murmuring, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of looking forward to what's going to be coming up and glad to see that the roadmap is there and they shared it with us because it's been very much, hey, we kind of have like 2-6, which is Star Marine. And I mean, it, it's <laughs> awesome, Star Marine, but also it's just Star Marine and some Marina Commander stuff. It's nothing like we've been waiting for it for Trans- so it's long. Not, it's, it's not it's as not
0: transformative.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mechanics that we've been waiting for for a while. We kind of got used to it. And then 3.0, which that's the thing we've all been like, yeah, but what's after that? We don't know anything. And then they yeah. went, here's everything. And we all went, so- ha, wait. End of. For. And the jump put... That, yeah. that was the thing that yeah, really um, got uh, everyone. Uh, uh. Was the jump so, points.
0: Jump points would be nice. Um, so in terms of 3.0, do you think we're still lining up for Christmas?
1: Uh, I really... At, it's hard to say, because we haven't seen a lot about 3.0 right now, and 2.6 is... They haven't said anything about it being on PTU or with the avocados. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like... if. 2.6 is a little bit back is 3.0 working on the like on a track parallel to it because they do agile so they could be doing that and it could all of a sudden be like here's 3.0 really fast afterwards or yeah. is it going to be pushed back a bit as they suss out the last bits of 2.6 because I always thought 3.0 honestly I, I was leaning towards February for 3.0 that's just well, where I yeah.
0: it's a tough one because my, my take is, um, yeah, I've just seen a couple of interesting comments. Uh, my, my, my take is that uh, 3.0 and 2.6 are separate code bases, uh, merging into the main trunk, uh, so they probably have little no interaction apart from the fact that the FPS uh, mechanisms could. Uh, be used in 3.0 in you know it's, it's like yeah because to, to start is mean, is a standalone but it does bring in advanced animations and features two and separate kind of di- yeah
1: two separate feature sets yeah. yeah
0: yeah so it could come in Um what the other pieces I'm kind of kind of putting together is Invoice says I believe this roadmap if 3.0 comes up next year Uh more power saying, I will believe when the proper netcode uh, uh, kicks in. Uh, foot and wolf is saying i'm more excited for delta patching than anything else oh that's gonna be nice uh yeah lord mischief says what's in two point six uh mischief it's basically uh star marine so uh the f p s system that the the pew pew system on foot that we have right now in the game is uh an intermediary system shall we say um they wanted to have uh, uh, a, a, a FPS shooter aspect to the game but not in the Call of Duty style more in the Rainbow Six style uh, where it becomes Arma style. more armor style where it becomes more of a tactical think thing where uh, you have to kind of be more aware and plan and make actions uh, with consequences um so, <laughs> Broken Matt, thank you, Broken Matt, that's funny. Uh, it's FPS looks the dogs in the CitizenCon demo, yeah, we'll talk to that in a second. Um, so basically, I mean, I would imagine worst case, if they didn't do 2.6, they could probably move to 3.0, but that I don't think will happen. We'll get both, um, I think we could get it by Christmas uh, but I, it could easily be like what we had previously when 2.0 came out over Christmas last year. Mm. Uh, it came out, and then it got better. Um, oops, I'll just hit the mic again. God, I'm going to be editing my shit out here. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of... Reading the signs and putting things together, we have them talking about the patcher update... Um, coming, which will allow for smaller patch releases. And that's a big With Spectrum.
1: Thing. That was, Spectrum. I think, the second portion of Spectrum. So the first launch yeah. was going to be the uh, like Org 2.0 stuff. And the first yeah. touches of Patcher, and then Delta patching was going to be like the second portion.
0: Yeah. So at that same time, Spectrum's coming out as a proto probably in a month's time, give or take. Give or take. They, they, yeah soon TM uh, soon TM uh, we've also got uh, the uh, 2.6 and 3.0 rollout um, and I'm also curious about when the net codes coming out because that starnet 1.0 is going to come out with 3.0 yes so what I think will probably happen is we're gonna get all of this at once
1: so we're, we're just gonna, gonna get, get slammed with it
0: we're gonna get slammed with it. They may do an incremental rollout and do point releases if it gets a little bit harem and scare But I think we if if it goes as I hope, we could have Patcher, uh the base spectrum and 3.0 coming out by with with improved netcode coming out by Christmas. The only question then will be is how playable that is post launch um and we'll kind of see how that happens so i'm keeping i'm keeping hopeful that they'll make that date i'm not essentially saying that it will be a smooth experience if you can t- if you can you know take what i'm coming from
1: i'm kind of leaning towards the fact that we might have it what i could see happening the one thing i could see i could see it on the PTU oh yes not live yeah,
0: I, I could think it'll
1: be on the PTU and I think the bugs are going to be in there and it is going to be ripped apart first by the avocados and they're going to shred it hard and they're going to probably end up at like double A when they've got like the first and second mm-hmm. groups in the PTU. They're going to have a lot of patches to it when 3.0 drops with the netcode stuff. And I think, I think it's a good yeah, place go for it as long as they yeah, keep yeah, opening yeah. it up and they're like, hey, this is unstable right now, but we're all before we cut off live and make this live, we're going to make sure it's the right kind of stable for you. So don't force it out. Just enlarge the PTU to the point where, you know, like do, do avocado. Definitely do groups one and two, and then be like, all right, anybody that wants in PTU. Now you can get in, you can get in on this. We need people to hit the crap out of this thing and it's going to be a while. We're going to, to be patching and patching yeah. and patching, and then we'll just cut off live. And then you've got 3026, you know, super special edition. Wee! Now we're flying to planets. <laughs> uh, so more,
0: I want to... Ch- oh, uh, by the way, hi, Miserable G. How are you doing? Uh, more Power in chat says, uh, the question is, can they keep the O two point six 26 running long enough to release 3.0 and have people transfer if they wish, as they need to keep people interested? I'm not exactly understanding that um, because, uh, yeah, do you, uh, if you can clarify just a little bit because there's, there's um, something I was going to say to uh, Grakis is I think 3.0 is going to be um, the start of the change in a little bit of how the avocado PTU system kind of theoretical works and bear with me on this. My notion is that right now we've got a certain range of things that we can do in the game, Mm -hmm. which is really, again, a test bed, just to make sure that things are working and as they kind of move and advance forwards, which means that the bugs and reportings pretty much, I think, do a good job of covering all the bases. So when we come to 3.0, I expect there to be a, a lot of bug reporting and improvements around any netcode tuning in various OS and SOs that is needed. But with the increased scope of things that you can do from planetary landings and landing in various of locations, blah, 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 we may actually start to see potential gaps appear in, and this is all just hypothesis, mm-hmm. in avocado feedback uh, and PTU feedback. Do we have the density that you think we could sufficiently – because you have a QA history. Do you think we have the density we could sufficiently cover a lot of the
1: edge cases or or those kind of situations? With coordination, you could get the 99.9 coverage on that. Okay, so coordination coordination is the thing. Yeah, you just basically would have to set up something where – They would have to be communicating and saying, all right, we need this looked at, we need this looked at, go do the weird stuff, whatever you want to do with it. Just go do this specific thing. Like go to this place and check it all out or go do this type of game mechanic and go check it out. Is it really, I mean, honestly, especially once it goes to wider PTU. Yeah. There's, there's enough density. The only thing is, and one of the reasons um, that I'm pretty sure, just by being on the issue council, that they needed the avocados was that if you looked yeah. at the issue council when we had those bigger open PTUs, people weren't people weren't putting bugs in, and then you yeah. you well, this last round the avocados were putting the bugs right into the main IC. You could, I was reading through them and looking at them, and you could see you know, what everything was listed out, and there's more bugs in there and listed than there was in the bigger PTUs. So yeah, th- it's engagement is the biggest thing. So steer them yeah. and bl- let them loose on something.
0: So I guess, I mean, just to kind of uh, summarize from that, it's as we get bigger in our releases, we're going to need bigger engagement. Um, there was... There was actually a fun wee thread in uh, Reddit today, which was people saying, Look, if somebody says, Hang on, I'm playtesting something, trying to kind of test me to work something out, don't necessarily shoot them out of the sky. Yeah. That's a momentary, well, I've seen how you play. Uh well you don't shoot tests out of the sky, but I saw you do a bad thing to an Avenger pilot yesterday, and I I was ashamed.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can call you my friend. Oh come on, I was um, being a pirate. I was a perfect pirate there.
0: Uh, you were a perfect what was his what was the sign you were a pirate to that pug? Oh you were in his hold. Yeah, fair point. Um so more power is saying can the two code bases run side by side and can they afford to run two different code versions? A superlink will be buggier than Yes, essentially, yes. So, uh, it's just what they normally do. They just release one to the public and they have one for a semi-internal, a uh, semi-public build, which uh, they can iterate on and when ready, they can roll out. It 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 has no real overhead on them apart from uh, bandwidth costs to download, uh, which is where when the patcher comes in, that'll be much easier. Um, so... We the 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 sexy kex of the Citizen Con um starts to come up, and we had uh, Planets V two.
1: Yes, yes, we did. Yes,
0: uh, walk us through it, sir.
1: Okay, so it starts off. We we we've been sitting in the in the pretty crowded theater for a while. Um, a lot of the stuff, you know, there's some murmuring, some excitement. But we've been really looking for the the really tasty stuff. We've been waiting for the tasty stuff. we had been craving it at that point. So when that kicks off on screen, it didn't matter how uncomfortable or cramped it was. All of us were just immediately locked in. And from the first moment of the they definitely, you can tell with CryEngine, there's a way to put a camera on rails, and they talked about it in RTV, how if yeah, they yeah, decided yeah. to fly down to it, it would have just been, like, sitting there whistling, waiting forever for the ship to make it, so they, do,
0: they did the... Yeah. You'd have a little
1: bit of Ipanema going on. Do, do,
0: do, do. Yeah. um, And uh, and they flew down, and... They, um, they cameraed yeah.
1: down they did the whole over the the trees and stuff i had to stop myself in the theater and i did it on stream from going no nah, savenya <laughs> <laughs> because it with, with the tree type and the sun it's like holy crap we're in the lion king right now i i fully expected to see like a herd of antelope going by um but it it just the detail of it you i mean you could tell it was still early because there were popins yeah Especially at those speeds. Ah, uh,
0: but also the
1: Poppins, yeah, at those speeds. So it, how would it work with a more natural ship speed and actual ship speed? But you still saw the Poppins, so they're not afraid to hide that. Mm. That That's the state that it's in, and it might work different when you're doing it not at that speed. And, but, yeah, but they had a slight case of Mary It still so good. So good. Oh. <sighs>
0: Uh, so they did a flyby which showed various biomes. Yes. Um, now, I was hoping to see an awful lot of green. I, looked, uh, I was hoping for that.
1: more green, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, they did say that they they themselves weren't fully... I mean, they they were satisfied, but they weren't fully happy with uh, uh, the flora that they had there because they really want to push it and go even farther.
1: Yeah, they only have a um, couple of types of trees right now, I think.
0: Yeah. And I know Brian Chambers, our British and con even talked about the destructibility of trees and various sods and sods yeah. that we didn't get to see there. Um, but uh, in in due course, uh,
1: they flew past the mountaintop with somebody standing on the mountain and in spatial, which we couldn't hear from the theater. Because yeah. everybody was like cheering and laughing, and then Chris said something to us about the fact that we missed that something was said, so we didn't even hear what him saying it because everyone was pulled in. But when I watched the video later, it was the "Hello, citizens!" So they're yelling "Hello" to us in spatial yeah. chat, and, and we didn't lovely. even hear it. But the fact that there was a guy on top of the mountain—why was he climbing the mountain? Don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the uh the other piece is <laughs> uh we're getting people saying hello, Citizen Con, in chat. Um, so the the other piece there was they when he, the scenario was he was this person in an Aquila uh was looking for a distress beacon, yes, and then tried to land. It didn't let him
1: because there were bad planetary conditions, be it wind or any other number of conditions. So they had to find a safe landing spot on the planet or chance destroying their ship, which is why there were distress beacons.
0: And to be honest with you, that's really nice. Uh, Now, one thing, it's a couple of quick background things. So this mission was, uh, spoilers, Javelin. Um, the, uh, the idea is that they had, uh, a crash ship and you had to go and go through a path of beacons to get to the ship and do
1: various a things. A couple of crash ships.
0: A couple of crash ships. There was a couple um, as well. The, yeah. Uh, 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 but the, uh, the talking RTV this week also covered the fact that this is a, a structure with, which can be modified. So it could be other ships, other things and whatnot. So I... So what's to stop you from landing at the ship or landing at the first distress beacon?
1: The planet stuff.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So you had atmospherics, you had various other issues. Yep. You saw turbulence on the ship. Um, so it, the, the ship had to land in a different location. Um, and, uh, we saw, uh, the one thing that will be the death nail for you and, uh, Captain Flint. Uh, in the hangar uh, with your grey cat balancing acts uh, the suspension there's effectively they've got a, a, a more flexible working suspension system coming out with which the means that. Ursa rover yeah so you can't do a lot more of your physics tricks oh oh! you You'll dare tempt ways. us we'll find ways <laughs> to do this yeah. and I
1: need to form a circus
0: yeah um uh, flying circus. Um, I see what so, you did there. I approve. Th- th- thank you. Uh, so one of the one of the things that was kind of coming from all of that was the idea that using the environment, they were able to uh, modify and create storytelling. Uh, that was that was a, a more subtle compared to what happened later. But that was just a nice element. And then they went on the adventure. And
1: mm. Yeah. Just start with the Ursa over desert terrain rocky landscapes, finding the first distress beacon, and before they even get there, a little tease of a door, a piece, and you see it's going to be a javelin and you're going, Wait what? They okay. they continue further, they end up in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> because it was goddamn sand people seriously they had sand, what they called sand nomads they were they were basically they weren't human they were essentially tuscan raiders they were locals i think is what they could be because they weren't speaking english um
0: so as a quick nerdage and now this is like nerdage on top of nerdage uh i i haven't got any confirmation on this but the the start of the presentation it showed liar or, or I can't maybe Lear. Uh, I mean, I, I, people pronounce it different ways, I guess. Uh, and then the law of that, um, the UEE had basically been a bit hands off there. Uh, and the people who were living there had become uh, outsiders. Oh. So I'm wondering if those were the outsiders of Lear uh, that they were riffing off
1: huh. as
0: part of their law. But anyhow, yeah, we'll see.
1: Um, but yeah, they didn't behave like humans. They didn't speak English. Nothing, no common language. It was just grunts and you know shouts, and sort of this weird electronic voice thing. But it was, it was, it, it was basically Tusken Raiders. They, they, it was a Star Wars nod. It was nobody held a
0: Star Wars. A sp- Star Wars. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but they still uh, fired
1: rifles down and yes, blew they up uh, the rover. They took the tire right off that thing.
0: Yeah, well, they were a bad mechanic, um, so. We, we saw the javelin door, uh, went into a crashed Argo uh, pod, uh, got the uh, uh, distress thing signaled, did a bit more investigation, and then they uh, had the tire blowout incident. Yes. Now, we got to see a nice wee shootout, which was quite lovely. Um, and we got to see sniper rifle in action. Yep. Which is always pleasing. Any thoughts on that?
1: The, they need to blur out the sides of the screen. Because the sniper rifle is definitely new.
0: It, yeah, it zoomed the,
1: the whole screen. It zoomed the whole but it's screen it's way more clear. Well. So the combat is looking pretty good with that sniper rifle. Uh, it, was, it was good seeing him fighting against a few ground AI that were popping up. Shooting back. Yeah. It was nice to see the dragonfly doing some hill jumps.
0: Oh, let's get no. Before we go to the dragonfly, d- um, on the video that they released, because they had a slightly better, uh, video that they put out, um, on YouTube, I actually saw the uh the player character get hit, uh, in the health, you know, in the health where they kind of show where you go red and yellow and yeah. everything. I didn't actually see the 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 character use any health packs, but they regen. So I th- I consider that a convenience of storytelling rather than what would actually happen. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure the actual game mechanics won't work that way. I think they had a kind of god mode on just to make sure that someone didn't yeah. die in the demo because they could probably die. They were just making sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so the the thing that with the Dragonfly... I mean, oh, oh my god, that Dragonfly.
1: I love so the Dragonfly. So
0: people... There were some people was were going, oh, I love the color. No, that's
1: that's weathered. It's just worn down. That, yeah. I want mine to look uh, like that right away.
0: Yeah. Machination, Tim said, did anyone yeah, perfect timing? Anyone else noticed that the dragonflies were slightly rusty? Yes. Uh, the other thing I noticed is the flapping tarpaulin. So parts of crashed ships and parts like uh, of, of objects had been made into what looked like a living accommodation. And there was like wooden sticks, and there was tarp flapping in the breeze. Yeah, that wasn't an animation cycle. Yeah, that was that was wind. Yeah. Um, and from that we went on to the dragonflies, and two great things happened with the dragonflies. One, we saw. One, I only heard about. So the scene was, oh, I can't even do, yo, dude. How do you say when you catch great air?
1: I can't even, I I can't do a a skater voice. I can't get that West Coast with my voice.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm just, uh, uh, so Ms. G says the NPCs had flapping clothing as well. Very true. I, I remember it now. didn't think about it then. And Broken Matt goes uh, the tarp made me think we all don't appreciate tarp in real life though. We need to have got tarp t-shirts. So uh, there was the bit where the Dragonfly is a, a, a grav hover ship. So when it was going at speed and it flew over, it took a while to glide down because the ground dipped away, so it didn't just ho- hog the ground. It took air and then settled, yep. which was really nice. Now, here's what I heard from someone else at CitizenCon. I don't know if... Did you see them on the joystick piloting the Dragonfly? I
1: could barely see
0: that. They were supposedly pushing the joystick all one way, left or Right. And going in a straight line. Oh,
1: they were fighting the wind, yeah. Yes. They were fighting the wind. You could see it when the gusts of wind would hit, it would shift the the ship. Because as the the dragonflies advancing, off in the distance, you could see a dust storm with lightning. It looked like the the storm out of Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. And as the wind gusts would hit, you could see the, the ship actually shift. The dragonfly would shift a bit, and they'd have to fight it back. They were fighting the environment,
0: and that means also one hopes is taking in the account of mass of objects as well.
1: Yes. Oh
0: my God! Yes, nerd power. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, we also saw uh, our player look up at the sky.
1: I don't remember that.
0: Satellite of
1: love. Oh, that's right. It looked up and saw the... Um, it, basically, they put Port Olisar up around the planet just to show it. It looks up and there it is up in the sky. It looked really big, though. Someone did bring that up and I think I it was think... to scale, but it was, it was, it was, it was weird. hard I, to judge
0: no, it. I didn't actually think that was Olisar. I just thought it was another satellite with rings.
1: They, they um, took the model of Olisar and went... Punk. And
0: I actually didn't think it was big um i just thought it was uh closer to inatmo than farther away uh just where it was kind of that's why it was
1: hard to kind of gauge if the size it it was one of those weird moments of like is that even sized right how are they i know that's up there but how's the lod so it was one of those moments of damn that thing is huge
0: but you could i mean it moved imperceptibly uh but you could actually see the rings start to move mm-hmm. so there was pixel by pixel movement so
1: that was quite nice
0: so here walk us through the last bit all
1: right so coming over the one of the final dunes they look off to the side and there you see the back of something moving up through the sand and then back down through a little bit further and you see it the crashed javelin and that is a huge ship but yeah. it's been modified it's been the crash ship has been <laughs> modified. It's got ramps going up of it, up it now. It's got like fort walls added to it, and sniper yeah. rifle comes out, and there's there's one guy up on the ramp patrolling around. Let's and you, let's, you let's hear, call him lucky. Yeah, we'll we'll call him lucky because you heard someone in the crowd. I don't know if the mic's picked up, but I heard them say it. And it was loud enough that I could hear them say it over it. Someone shouted out, shoot him in the dick! (laughs) And he, I don't know if whoever was doing the shooting, whoever was piloting and controlling the demo, heard that and decided to do it, or it was just luck. But he totally got shot right in the dick.
0: Best shot, dick shot. Yep. You heard it here. Gets taken out, Um, you
1: watch him ragdoll down the ramp. Goes up the ramp, through the walls, Storm's coming in more, and puts the gun away as he sneaks up behind another or one of the sand nomads. Takedown comes up on screen, and then you see, just like in any really good FPS, an animation go in, grab him from behind, knife into the side of the neck, comes out, and blood spurts, and you go, oh, there's gore. Like, there was blood when they were getting shot this time around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's blood in there, and this was, like, an actual spurt. It's like, ha, ooh, ooh, that's brutal and beautiful. Realism. Well, actually, to be honest, as a quick
0: aside, let's no longer call them sand nomads, because I find that a bit wrong. Can we call them sand gnomes instead?
1: No. Okay. That's racist to all gnomes. (laughs)
0: why do you want to
1: call them sand gnomes i think it's cute
0: um (laughs) so uh but anyhow so so that happened uh the storm then hit now now this was a scripted storm because they wanted to have it come in yeah but uh based on the cry engine slash star engine they've got weather Yep. And that this can happen. Yep. So and they want to make this a proper organic thing. Um and that's just fucking fantastic. Did you see
1: the lightning hit? I did. I saw the lightning striking around. The lightning was just it was coming in, it was hitting all around. You could see the flashes, the sparks, and the ramp that walks up into where the bridge was because the ship is wrecked. Um, uh-huh. gets just destroyed and blown away. Obviously, you know, they had to script the event, but it can do those things. So if they let you build up a modular base and place little parts like a ramp, yeah. your ramp might get blown away. It is possible yeah. they could do that. It's in the engine. They have to decide if they want to take the time to implement it.
0: Flip, uh, flipping things uh, 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 around slightly. I always like kind of seeing what they show and what they don't show. And also like about what people talk about and what they don't talk about. What people, I probably some have, obviously, what people weren't talking about was the fact that this is an in engine javelin. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
1: I, I got distracted by something for a second.
0: That's Okay. Power of editing. Uh, So it was an in-engine javelin. Um, And... Holy shit. Uh, Obviously, it doesn't mean it's flight-ready, because looking at it, it's fucking crashed.
1: Um, And it was, like, hollowed out in chunks and...
0: Yeah. But this is the biggest player-owned-ownable ship um, that doesn't require you to be online 24-7, um, uh, a la bengal. Uh, that uh, and it's in. It's in as a part of a playable experience, not a flyable experience so far. But it is a playable experience. Yes, that's quite impressive. And and it tells you that everybody else is talking about everything else. But that is something that you know a few months ago we'd have been ooh over,
1: and now we're like, make it flyable, and then we'll go ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man
0: um so from from my side uh all of that was beautiful the ability for the guy to walk straight on angular surfaces it that was nice that
1: was cool uh yeah so you, they continue through the javelin for a bit a little bit more murder 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 uh come out across a bridge as the storm passes there's a because it's crashed there's a piece of it that's angular so he hops down and walks across the angular surface but still facing straight so it doesn't like lock him to the angular surface he's just kind of walking straight ahead with this angled plane next to him comes to the end of a uh of the tunnel out onto a like balcony almost and then mm-hmm. you hear sp- the, the uh, A swarm of dragonflies coming up He pulls out his sniper rifle Looks down Starts trying to take pot shots At the dragonflies Which are piloted by a bunch of Sand nomads and We will fix it We will mend it <laughs> As they're piloting up through you, you can see him shooting down at him Trying to take him out All of a sudden Right up out of the sand Boom! Takes out one of the dragonflies You see it coming up Looks down It's a full-on sandworm that's as tall as the, the javelin
0: we never one. saw the tail of the sandworm so it could just equally be a
1: godcock. it could be that's true wait i think the um, tail showed up a bit when the back came up i think there was a tail in that,
0: there. In that case it's a worm um but the yeah i mean that's our foot fir- now it was a mild thing that on the flyby as we flew through we uh we heard birds but we didn't i don't think we saw any birds so this is really our first uh uh animal yeah and it's a fucking giant worm yeah high five to cig uh we i appreciate that so much
1: um i i i want to kill one and then find out what's inside it and also process it down and see if i can make cool psychedelic drugs off of it
0: did you oh fuck's sake yeah okay i'm in <laughs> um so did you see the photoshop somebody jokingly did they they did a photoshop of the worm in the uh, rsi store no uh yeah and uh you could, i think it was a. Uh, uh i i think I, now i'm making this phrase up i think they called it a sans superiority uh, fighter or something similar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it was really fucking funny um so that was just absolutely fantastic and then the, the the it ended um my my take on it was that was leaps and bounds from the v one that we saw at gamescom uh yeah the the potential they were they were showcasing some mechanisms the mission mechanism um like for example you could easily imagine each of those stages there's nothing your your end mission is to get the black box right the distress beacon and do that kind of stuff but there was nothing potentially stopping you stopping what you were doing and go away with the information yep which could be a very much a branching thing um uh, for, for me, the fact that they've, uh, they, they've shown that means that I think we're going to have potentially more feature re- rich, uh, ground based adventures in either 3.0 or 3.1 than I'd imagined, which is quite nice. Um,
1: and yeah, I'm just filled with excitement for it. Yes. So now we wait for 2.6, we wait for 3.0, Yay. and we start Yay. experiencing this stuff soon, TM.
0: Um, Brooke and Matt, uh, you do say a very true thing. To be honest, take away everything we saw here. This is all a demonstration of the amazing tools they have spent three years uh, on. Having followed this project since day one, I have never felt better about it uh and always say it's really more like two years the first two were working on building a company absolutely yeah
1: um it's they were working on the game but they were building the company they they kind of did it in a way no one's ever done it so there's been missteps there's been delays there's been stumbles but they keep yeah. pushing ahead and they keep showing us what they're capable of and where it's going yeah. it's so it, it's it's a project I'm happy to be a part of the community on and, and, and happy to oh. to be here for these experiences. Absolutely.
0: And I think to kind of put into mind, they've done... They will still have more tech battles to go through um, until I think we know otherwise. I think the biggest ones are the AI slash assumption. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, how that will kind of play out and how all the interactions will play out. Uh, and they've got... Uh, the ability to bring everybody together and how that kind of manages. Um, Those are, I think, the biggest tech hurdles that they've got going forwards. Um, We will probably see some kind of tech hurdle when it comes to large ship and interior management, Um, just from the interaction of internal physics grids. I mean, they've already kind of broken the back with that um, already, but it's more just a kind of a performance thing. One, one would imagine. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, what we're really seeing now is proper content phase, where um, we're going to see more and more and more and more and more and more and more, and more things um, that will be a brilliant show and tell. The see. This is where it becomes a game. The, yes, and this is also um, where we become uh, even more important uh, in terms of how we work and operate with CIG and how we operate with each other and how we operate with the game and all this kind of stuff. Because through all of this, and Chris himself, he said, he, he doesn't, he's always worried about losing the faith of the backers. And that's, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we support him and we support what they're trying to do. But that's a uh, support in a direction to c i g and to what they're trying to do. We haven't necessarily had a lot of things to that we we can tell i mean when we talk about this stuff we're talking about finer details and little points here. We're deep into this we're getting our understanding through all this, but when we want to say take it out and show the game to other people, there's not necessarily as rich a content as we should ideally have for in order to get them properly hooked. So what I see this next phase being, it's actually a storytelling phase. Because the phase has so far has been us talking about how much we believe in the vision and why we're backing it and what we believe it can bring to us. The next phase is having the the elements to we can tell the stories to show our friends, to show the other gaming communities. This is star citizen. Um, and I think that's going to be a very transformative action. And everybody who uh, likes the game and supports the game, this is our chance to start to tell those stories that will go into the wider community. Yep. (laughs) Thanks for that, Ted.
1: There isn't much Uh, more that could be said to that. It's just yep. At that point, yep. Okay.
0: Okay. I can't add on to Uh, that. Fair dues, Ted.
1: Um, So,
0: yeah. So, uh, and that was pretty much. Oh no. So we had the we had the um, them building uh, in the editor. a, a little landing base and uh, fucking around with it.
1: They did. Sean Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, they it, they didn't... It wasn't that they just built a landing base. They first found a spot of land that they liked on a procedural planet and proceeded yeah. to say, ah, let's reshape this and reset the coastline, drew it out, changed it, changed some of the mountains to it. You know, drew everything out, set the water in there, and then went, oh, look, we can also place one of those landing platforms that was just in the demo you saw. Boop! And then we can add a whole bunch of stuff to it, like trees, and they just sort of, like, had a circle that they had set. They brought up the tree tool, and they painted trees onto the... They're just like, click, paint, and then random setups of the trees that they use popped all over. And they're like, we could do Mm. that with rocks too. Click. And the rocks all moved in. They're like, and you can move each individual one. And they clicked on the rocks and they rotated them around. So it's like all of them are objects that you can actually adjust.
0: When, when they were doing that, I was really then because everything was less um, motion uh, able to see just the fucking quality of the materials they were using. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah, That was, yeah.
1: Not to mention, they also talked about how you get a bit bit of a god complex sometimes because you realize the scale that you're working at. Because they set down one of the Sand Nomad characters and then zoomed out, way out, just to kind of show. And it's just like, it becomes this itty-bitty speck and you're not even anywhere near all the way out yet. So the scale of what you're working on is just massive. And highly detailed when they got down there. But besides that, they also decided to place down a few crabs because yay and got the thorshoe yep all the thorshoe so yeah they, they drop all of those wonderful things down they they hop into a ship there then to to show they can and they fly off they're like oh we'll show you another example of a different planet that uh that that we're kind of you know could work on and they fly over there and it's a whole bunch of, they're like it's sulfur pools it's kind of a nasty little place Uh, But this is on the extreme examples of the sort of terrain that we could build. By the way, for whoever builds out the terrains of a planet, I really, really need to find out who works on fjords and give them an award. This needs to happen. That would be fucking hilarious. But anyway, back to the uh, the sulfur lakes. They, They take you there. And they show off the really nasty planet in uh, Gladius. They're flying through. He's showing off a little bit, pulling some close maneuvers, almost blacking out. And then you see another Gladius next to you.
0: Now they're known as Gladii when there's more than one. Mm,
1: Gladii. But who was in that one, Duvlar? Did you see? I saw.
0: It was um, uh, Dr. Ernest Blof. No, uh, it was uh, Colton.
1: Old man Colton. yep. Mar Camel. Mar Camel. But yeah, his I character makes a pop-in appearance. They do a quantum jump from inside the planet, which on RTV they talked about and said, no, you can't do that. We did that for no. expedience. And I no, went, aww! Yeah. I want to do dangerous jumps.
0: Yeah.
1: Battlestar Galactica
0: the shit out of it.
1: Yes. Um. So yeah, they <laughs> uh, they take a quantum jump to another area and uh, what's there but the outline and the distant form as they start getting closer and closer to an Idris yes. and then they fade to black on us because they're all tease assholes bastards um,
0: that was an exceptional uh, tech demo because it or even just demo because it showed uh, how rapid they could build and make things yeah so uh, I have, I honestly believe that in a year they'll get all their planets done.
1: <laughs> they, they could get a, a huge chunk because it's just proc yeah. gen. And then here artist, you take planet and do your artist things with planet. And it's really easy to do now because we made a whole bunch of cool stuff though. They really need to work on the water a bit. That's the last thing that I, well, I want to see more from Yeah, because it's, yeah. it seemed to be missing Z axis work so depth it was kind of a repeating pattern you could see from the sky and it didn't seem to have the same depth to it yeah but um, they said that this is the first iteration like with ships that's just going to keep getting better so I'm like yay, yay! Um,
0: so that was really CitizenCon uh, I it was a weird one because I was so focused on uh, mod chat or on the chat stream I should say And modding that, I didn't get to enjoy Citizen Con until about the next day, day and a half, and I sat down and I watched it in bits, and I got so. Oh! And I got. (laughs) And it's kind of weird. All of this I greatly enjoyed. The thing uh, uh, that. My eyes going a bit. The thing actually got me was uh, I'm a Star Citizen. The community, the community video. video. Yep. Um, I really couldn't focus on it um, when, you know, we were modding. But having that quiet time, watching that, seeing these people uh, who we've played with, who are our friends, who we don't know as well, uh, all bonded together uh There's something magical about games and a good community behind it. And uh, I'm deeply, deeply thankful uh, to be part of this community. Uh, Yeah, so I'll just leave that there. I think that's
1: a perfect note.
0: Um, Wolf has just posted in chat, and we did talk about this earlier, but uh, this is kind of... Now you and I we've had conversations about how long late night vacuum should be. Uh I'm a big fan of Twenty One Minutes and Done. Uh which uh, to be honest is 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 a dream. Um but I also deeply love these conversations and how we can take one in pass and we can we can get very nitty gritty and we can go very obscure and wild and I fucking love all of that. Mm-hmm. But Photom Wolf says, Will we see the cutlass black? Yes and that's
1: why Aaron Roberts is the fucking man (laughs) because he does the boop let his brother go on expositions for hours and hours and hours Aaron just goes yes and we're moving on
0: yeah Um, so so yeah um, well Miserable G is saying 21 minutes is 19 minutes longer than usual hmm the, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Broken Matt says there's a difference between the joy of conversation and communicating information. What's actually, and that's very true, one of the things that um, I'm very big about is trying to communicate information. Uh, but at the same time, I have such a deep love of the communication and uh, the sheer utter fucking fun I have with Gracky's on this. Yeah, so we can um, relax uh, and converse and just enjoy it's ourselves. It's an absolute joy. Uh, and I hope that uh, it's it's acceptable to anybody who listens up, listens or watches, but to be honest, it's the Scooby snack I enjoy every week. Aww. Um, Damn it. Yeah, uh, go, go fuck yourself. Thank um, you. So. I needed that. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, my little love muffin. Um... <laughs> with that (laughs) where can we find you
1: you can find me on twitch.tv slash grokkies g-r-a-k-e-e-s you can also find me under the name love muffin apparently Uh, you can also find me on twitter, youtube, all social media under grokkies just search for it And as always, don't forget to check out the channel on Saturdays for bad rolls and a whole bunch of other amazing uh, people that are on there and on camera, because I like to show them off and display their talents as well as I try to murder them.
0: Awesome people. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. I'm also on tw- uh, Twitter on that. And I'm looking at Gracky's face. Uh, somebody has posted that Gracky's is in the ATV this week. So I look forward to getting comfortable with a nice bottle of wine and watching you. Um, so <laughs> with that, everybody thank you so much for being part of this being part of the community uh we had a great uh week this week and we've got many more ahead of us so look forward to it and we'll see you next week
1: bye